Bobby, what's wrong with the car? Uh-oh, I think it's broke. Look, that thing there is all smoked up. We, we got a pair of pliers and a screwdriver. We can find out. I think we should just start poking stuff. Oh, all right. All right. don't do that, folks. Tune into the Grease Gurus. Don't go to the emergency room. Go to the Grease Gurus and learn why your car might have stopped on the side of the road and what not to touch. On Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. on the Tan Talk Radio Network. Ouch, that hurt! You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Let's have a little fun here tonight. Let's do the show that I was planning on right up till September 10th. And it starts by me explaining to you. I drive kind of recklessly. I take a lot of chances. I never repair my vehicles, and I don't believe in traffic laws. So, So I tend to have quite a high number of traffic accidents. And last week, I either ran over a sheep or I ran over a small man wearing a sheepskin coat. And I don't know because I didn't stop. I do not stop when I have a traffic accident. Do you? Huh? Do you? No, you can't. Hey, who has time? Not me. I hit somebody. I run somebody over. I keep moving. Especially if I've injured someone. I do not get involved in that. I'm not a doctor. I've had no medical training. I'm just another guy out driving around looking for a little fun, and I can't be stopping for everything. Well, let's just look at it logically. Let's be logical about it. If you do stop at the scene of the accident, all you do is add to the confusion. These people you ran over have enough troubles of their own without you stopping and making things worse. Leave these people alone. They've just been in a major traffic accident. The last thing they need, the last thing they need is for you to stop and get out of your car and go over to the fire, because by now it is a fire, and start bothering them with a lot of stupid questions. Are you hurt? Well, of course they're hurt. Look at all the blood. You just ran over them with a ton and a half of steel. Of course they're hurt. Leave these people alone. Haven't you done enough? For once in your life, do the decent thing. Don't get involved. Well, in the first place, it's none of your business. None of your business. The whole thing took place outside of your car. Legally speaking, these people you ran over were not on your property at the time you ran them over. They were standing in the street that is city property. You are not responsible. If they don't like it, let them sue the city. And besides, it happened back there. It's over now. Stop living in the past. Stop. Look at our fender. Slayton, where's your operator's license? Why don't you say something? That's enough. Just as I thought. Drunk driving. Give him a ticket. One way or round trip. Make it a one way round trip. 
Hi, this is John Force, and you're listen, listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You do it better than me. You do I it. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I, that's always a good promo right there, just in itself. I'm John Force, and uh, you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Welcome, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google Tantalk, 1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you miss any of our past shows, 400 and some odd shows, I might add, you can go to our archive page, which is located on our website, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Good evening there, Mr. Vaughn. Hey, good evening, Robert. How are you doing tonight? Uh, hanging in there. I think we got a pretty good show tonight. We got another uh, uh, TV personality coming on our show tonight. We're going to talk a little about uh, racing, and uh, so it should be kind of interesting. Let's see. Last week we had uh, a gentleman on. We were talking about. Uh, he was actually kind of a film and slash movie producer kind of guy, big PR guy. He was involved in some of the uh, promotional stuff involved with surrounding involved with surrounding the uh, Smoking and the Bandit. Uh, cars so uh that was julian white and uh so that was a pretty good interview and uh i had just come off a week of sema and sema is a special equipment special equipment marketing association event that takes place every year at the las vegas convention center in las vegas and it's a b2b deal but let me tell you guys something you know hear me talking about it all the time and again i cannot reiterate it enough Scottsdale, Arizona, Amelia Island, Monterey, and SEMA. Those are the events to go to. That's where anybody and everybody shows up. But SEMA, you know, SEMA is just so special because it's, uh, you know, when you've been going there as long as I have on and off for the last 20 years or close to it, it becomes kind of like family reunions. And, uh, you know, I mean, people come, people go, but pretty much the core people that kind of hang out and network with each other, you know, we've been there for so long on and off. And, you know, we, it's, it's like, that's where we, where we kind of meet and hang out. And there's just a lot of stuff going on, just the camaraderie, just the cars. And if you're into, you know, SEMA itself, you know, it's a special equipment marketing association. So anything and everything that's aftermarket in our world of cars is, is there, you know, they now, by contrast, they have PRI, which is the performance racing industry, which they used to have that here in Florida, Started out as a circle track uh, um, venue where they would sell um, high-performance racing parts, camshafts, cylinder heads, pistons, rods, bearings, things of that nature, blowers, everything like that. And then it's, now it's moved to the last couple of years when SEMA took them over, they moved it back to uh, – or they moved it to uh, um, Indy. And, uh, but that's hardcore racing. SEMA is just, uh, it's a combination of everything, plus a lot of the high tech stuff, plus a lot of the, you know, if you're in the body shop world, uh, if you're in the wheel world, if you're in the accessory world, that's pretty much what SEMA is all about. So it's, it's pretty cool. And, uh, so, and, and the cars, again, I cannot emphasize how perfect, when I say mirror finish, the work that goes into some of these cars, and a lot of these cars aren't necessarily built 
just because a guy wants to build them. I mean, they do build some pretty cool cars, but a lot of the cars are built specifically for somebody. And there's, you know, there's prep work involved and there's, you know, they kind of figure out, okay, we're going to take this 1953 Buick or we're going to take this uh, 1964 Lincoln Continental or we're going to take this, uh, you know, 71 Chevelle or, you know, this uh, 65 Mustang and we're going to highly modify it. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of technology that goes into stuff, you know, because really about the only thing that resembles the original car is the actual outer shell of the car. Everything else is highly modified. If you guys watch some of the TV shows, uh, like, for example, um, let's see, what is it? Uh, Gas Monkey Garage or uh, – and Richard Rollins a while back bought a um, – on one of the TV shows, he bought uh, a Pantera that was highly modified by the Ring Brothers. The Ring Brothers, in fact, we're going to have them on our show here in the future. They're uh, well-known. Uh, Troy Trepania, um, Steve Strope, uh, obviously, you know, Chip Foose, and, uh, you know, names like that, Brian Fuller. You know, these are guys that really do some amazing cars, and Tim Strange, and uh, and obviously Dave Kendick. You know, he's he's kind of like the latest kid on the block that's just got some wild, wild stuff. And, uh, and there's a lot of guys that, that, that aren't big names yet, you know, but they're working on it. And SEMA is a place to build that name. You build a really cool, wicked car, you can uh, – and it gets on – it gets displayed at SEMA. Well, that's, that's kind of like uh, the Super Bowl of, of cars, you know. But uh, where I was going with is the Ring Brothers took a Pantera, and they modified that car. I think they put an LS motor in it, which I wasn't excited about that. But the car itself, they actually took an existing Pantera, and they modified it. Where It really actually looked better than, than the original car, at least in my opinion. I thought they did a pretty good job of it. You know, Normally, you know, people modify cars, and they kind of butcher them a little bit. But the Ring Brothers did an actually a, a really, really good job of that. And um, so you know, I, I don't mind some of these cars modified, at least my taste. Um, but I like them where they either have kind of like a vintage look and maybe a pro street, pro touring look to them, you know, a race car where they're functional, stuff that's jacked up and, 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 and where the wheels are really stuffed and wheels and tires are stuffed underneath the car and exhaust and everything like that. And when it fires up, it's just, it just becomes the, the all, an all out ultimate ground pounder. So anyway, um, I think what we're going to do is we're going to take a break here a minute. We're going to play a song. Oh, before I do that, let me go to the FloridaCarshows.com. Let's do the FloridaCarshows.com minute. Some of the upcoming events, uh, HSR, Historic Sports Car Racing. They're having their last event for the year. It's the uh, Sebring Classic. That's uh, a lot of serious cars down there. So if you're into vintage racing, that's HSR. Go to their website, HSR.com. That's 28th through the 2nd. Uh, also that weekend, which happens to be Thanksgiving weekend, is the 45th running of the Turkey Rod Run. And that's every Thanksgiving weekend and, and, uh, at Daytona. That's huge. Okay, the, the fall show is the big one. Um, let's see, Renegers this weekend, if you up in Mount Dora, if you like antique and cars stuff, you know, or not so much car stuff, but just antiques in general, you know, if you're into knickknacks, furniture, you know, just antiques, uh, Renegers up there at Mount Dora uh, this weekend, they do like three extravaganzas, they're like three, four day events, so that's, I think, uh, this month, which is November, I think there's a December, and I think there's either February or January, but you can check their website, Renegers. Also this weekend is uh, Moultrie Swap Meet. Now, Moultrie is one of my favorite swap meets. reason being, it's up in Georgia, and I can't explain it, but you get a lot of the guys from the Georgia, Alabama, Carolinas, Tennessee, Kentucky area, you know, Ohio, Indianapolis, or Indy, 
or Indiana, and uh, they bring a lot of cool stuff down there. And there's a lot of hardcore guys there that are car guys, and just some oddball stuff just manages to just uh, you know pop up for some reason. We don't find a lot of that stuff in Florida, and I have no idea why. You know, you go to the Tricky Rod Run, there's a lot of stuff, but it's gotten to be you know the older stuff's getting harder and harder to find. But for some reason. Them southern boys, you know, they'll they'll bring a lot of that stuff over there to uh, Moultrie, and it does turn up there from time to time. The other good show that they have is the uh, is at Charlotte Motor Speedway. They have a big event there, uh, and I think that's twice a year. That's a fall and a spring deal. But anyway, I think we're going to – since we're talking about the south, I think it's only fair that we play a little southern country-style music. And uh, I think Vaughn's got something queued up for us. How about a little uh, – this is a Paisley. little Brad Paisley, yeah. Hey, don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Reading Cars. We will be right back. Well, I love her But I love the fish I spend all day out on this lake And hell is all I catch But today she met me at the door Said I would have to choose If I hit that fishing hole today She'd be packing all her things and she'd be gone by noon. Well, I'm gonna miss her when I get home. Right now I'm on this lake shore. Sitting in the sun, I'm sure it'll hit me When I walk through that door tonight Yeah, I'm gonna miss her Oh, looky there I've got a bite, all right This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. 
Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. Okay, we're back, and you tune into Nostalgic Getting Cars, and uh, I'm your show host, Robert. So, uh, what did we do this weekend? Well, here's an update. Uh, this past weekend, we had the uh, inaugural Cigar City Concourse and Cigars and Cars, and uh, that took place out at Starkey Ranch out there in Odessa, Florida. And i got to tell you, it was a pretty good turnout. We had 300-some-odd cars show up there, and what was real interesting, we had a real eclectic mix of cars. That was what was kind of fascinating. It was kind of like the cigars and cars was kind of like maybe, you know, just your, uh, kind of a cool car show. And there was, like, again, there was a good mix of cars there too. And uh, we had street rods. We had uh, muscle cars. We had some sports cars. Um, just a good variety of cars there. And we had some old, old school classics. We had some, uh, um, there was a rat rod or two that was there. Um, uh, Ray Hankey showed up with his double bad killer, kind of a replica of his uh, NHRA 69 Camaro and it was seriously tubbed underneath the back with a big set of stickies underneath that thing and some sort of a 370 some odd cubic inch LS motor that was putting out a mere just a, a, a poultry 750 horsepower and uh, and then as far as the uh, concourse car um, our good friend uh, Truman showed up with his uh, 1974 Citroen SM there was a Dechevaux there there was a Sunbeam Tiger there there was a Morgan Plus 8 there there was a 1929 Lincoln there there was a 1952 uh, Mark, or 50, excuse me, 56 Mark II, and I think our good friends from uh, Richmond and his dad, Jim, brought those down from uh, National Parts Depot. Uh, Sergio Fernandez, who is from New York, and he owns and operates Vetworks, which is relocating to St. Pete, he brought two Copo Camaros. Now, Copo Camaro, excuse me, not Copo Camaros, Copo Corvettes. And uh, COPO stands for Central Office Production Order. So, you know, typically we always know when we hear the term COPO, you think of Camaros. Well, any car that was special order, if you wanted to change the color, the interior, perhaps an engine combination, rear end, or anything like that nature, just what that was non-stock, not RPO, which is regular production order, central production, uh, central production order cars, COPOs. Um, they were basically, that's where you had to go through to get that approved. And he had two Corvettes there. One was a 66 big block Corvette, 450 horse, not a four and a quarter horse, not a 400 horse, not a 390 horse or 380 horse. I think it would have been a 66, but anyway, it was a 450 horse engine. So that was the option. It had, uh, let's see, what did it have? AMF or AM radio. But what made it unique is the fact that it had a very rare color combination. So that's what made the car unique. And then his wife, she had a 66 Roadster. That was the, basically the the mate to that car. So, but it was a small block. It was a 350 horse, um, 327, and both cars were absolutely stunning. And these cars were like beyond copo condition. So, uh, just incredible cars there. Everybody had a great time. The weather was perfect, and it was a great setting. So you couldn't ask for 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 much more. But there was a really nice um, group of cars there, and uh, so we're looking forward to doing that next year. Uh, it will be the second. Cigar City Concourse, and it promises to be even bigger and better. And uh, so uh, our hat goes off to uh, 
um, Vic Piano, and he did a great job, and he did some amazing PR. His He's pretty much a, almost single-handedly did it. He had a handful of loyal and dedicated volunteers that helped him out. The show was well-organized. Uh, everything was co- coordinated very well, and uh, so everybody had a good time. The awards were uh, – given out at the end of the day. I think uh, one of the awards went to a friend of mine, and he's been on my show, Larry uh, Van Gelder, and he brought uh, one of those rare Cadillacs that is kind of like a hybrid, and I think it was 2015, 16, somewhere around there. And uh, so if you're familiar with the Chevy Volt, Cadillac actually made something like that, and there was only a limited production, limited amount of those cars. I think it was something like 600 of them. So uh, Harry, uh, Larry got an award, so congratulations to Larry. And uh, Richmond actually got one too. They got uh, second place for their Mark II, and uh, a number of other people got uh, awards. So everybody walked away with something, and everybody had a good time. And you know, like the usual car show thing, you know, it's just there's just this camaraderie and and people getting along and just kind of hanging out. You know, it's just kind of really neat. So anyway, I think what we're going to do is we're going to uh, fire up the stereo again. We're going to play a little bit more country music for you, and then we're going to bring our special guest on for the evening. So, don't touch that dial. We will be right back here at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I think we got a little Toby Keith. Uh, see, what's, this, what's the name of the song? I want to talk about me. I want to talk about me. Okay, here you go. Hey, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. We talk about your work, how your boss is a jerk. We talk about your church and your head when it hurts. We talk about the troubles you've been having with your brother, about your daddy and your mother and your crazy ex-lover. We talk about your friends and the places that you've been. We talk about your skin and the dimples on your chin. The polish on your toes and the run in your holes. And God knows we're going to talk about your clothes. You know talking about you makes me smile. But every once in a while, I want to talk about me. want to talk about I. want to talk about number one. Oh, my, me, my. What I think, what I like, what I know, what I want, what I see. Your high school team and your moisturizer cream. We talk about your nana up in Muncie, Indiana. We talk about your grandma down in Alabama. We talk about you guys of every shape and size, the ones that you despise and the ones you idolize. We talk about your heart, about your brains and your smarts and your medical charts. And when you start, you know talking about you makes me grin. But every now and then, I want to talk about me, want to talk about I, want to talk about number one.
you've been sticking it to me. I want to know how come. You want to know? I want to know how. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Because you had the talent to become a good fighter. And instead of that, you became a lane breaker. Some cheap, second-rate loan shark. To live in? It's a waste of life. If I break the guy's thumb, he gets laid off, right? He can't make Yeah, well, don't money. figure. Let me do the figure, okay, Ron? From here, man, just let me do the figure. Come on! Wanna hear me? Come on! I'll break both your arms so they don't work for you. Fifty bucks. You and your girl, Adrian, you have a nice time, eh? Thanks. Ron. What? Remember what I told you. What'd you tell me? Take it to the zoo. Oh, come on, come on! Do you believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. Apollo Creed does. And he's going to prove it to the whole world by giving an unknown a shot at the title. I need your help about 10 years ago, right? 10 years ago? You never helped me. You didn't care. Well, if you wanted help. I say, if you wanted help, why didn't you ask? Why didn't you just ask me again? Look, I asked, but you never heard nothing. Nobody's ever gone the distance with Creed. And if I can go that distance, seeing that bell rings and I'm still standing, that weren't just another bone from the neighborhood. Is this a common training method? I mean, do other fighters pound raw meat? No, I think I invented it. Would you Don't give us a demonstration? Confirm the reservation sure. for our people at ringside. <laughs> Our special guest of the evening, and I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening the leader of the pack, the Memphis Street Outlaws, JJ the Boss. JJ, how you doing? How y'all doing out there? Pretty good. So I understand you got 33 degrees of weather up there in Memphis, right? Man, this thing messed around, got cold on us quick and early. <laughs> well, take us back to the beginning. How'd this all happen for you? This is uh, pretty amazing. You got a great show. Uh, you got some pretty cool. Uh, Guys that you hang out with, and uh, hey, street racing's where it's at, isn't it? You know, I feel like it's, it's uh, the Lord blessed us with, I guess, how middle life crisis. Some people go buy a Corvette, you know, we're out of street racing, <laughs> you know, doing our thing, doing it with the people that I grew up with, that I enjoy being around, you know, and it's, uh, it's been a great ride and it's been a blessing, and I enjoy doing it. Couldn't think of nothing I'd rather be doing. 
Well, that's good. Now, tell us a little bit how it how it all started for you. Did you because like, I understand it's kind of like I was reading the bio and it's kind of like a family thing. So as a kid, you kind of like I guess your dad and your uncle were kind of street racers too. Yeah, you know, I grew up in, uh, I was born in Memphis, Tennessee, St. Joseph Hospital, and we lived there the first six, seven years of my life. Then my mother got a job at the cafeteria at, at Rivercrest at school, a little town outside of Memphis on the Arkansas side. And so we moved over there to a little town, Joiner, and my family, all of them was, they love hot rides, muscle cars, you know, we traded and raced cars, and then we done had a little spot that we all raced at, my grandpa, uncles, my dad, and it was a way of life you know we just kind of went down there and i remember since i can remember you know standing there watching them drive them old hot rides and all the cars had names and they meant something to them you know it was just uh it's been like a religion of my life that i can always remember and as i got older technology took 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 over the whole world and just everybody like seemed like they forgot what they come for from or what they believe in or you know just taking taking a win on the technicality looking for a bird on the ground and i always said you know i don't want it like that you know i don't want to race like that i want to do it like i was taught like i remember when it was smiling it was a good thing now did you, did you uh now because tell us a little bit about you know because your show is basically about street racing and of course the you know it's it's the street and 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 i'll and i'll go back to the 70s because i used to street race a lot and i can't explain yeah. it but there's something about street racing that's different than when you're on the track. I don't know if it's the danger. I don't know if the fact that it's really illegal. I don't know if it's the fact that it's spontaneous. But there's something about street racing that is way more fun than drag racing. I mean, I like drag racing, but you're on a track, and it's almost like it's a controlled environment. But your street racing has got kind of a different. Uh, it's a different. It's a different attitude. So, did you do mostly street racing? Did you do any drag racing on a track at all? And then. I'm a street racer through and through, and, you know, street racers, no street racers, and just like you said, you have to be one yourself because you wouldn't understand it. I can see what you're talking. I can feel that, what you're saying. You know, uh, I guess us street racers, we're like aliens. We're a breed of our own. <laughs> you know, I love to go. I go to the track, and, you know, I'll pay my money to get in, and I can sit there and watch those guys race all day long, and I love it. I'm going to clap and cheer them on. I'll do the same thing for a mud race. But, you know, me, myself, I can race my hot ride down the, down the track, and I don't forget my name. I don't, my blood pressure don't go to thump and hear my heart beating in my, in my head. When I get on that street each and every time, if I'm not careful, I forget and have the car in reverse. Or I, my heart, I can hear it beating in my head. You know, it's just something I feel like I'm, I'm free, you know, when you're in that street doing that. And I guess you have to be from that breed to understand it. So it's basically it's a lifestyle, wouldn't you say? You know, I, I want to say it's a lifestyle, but then I can turn around and say, no, I don't think it is, because uh, my daughter and my son, they both grew up in the same thing, and then one of them is not interested in it, they could care less about it, then the other one just lives and breathes it. Well, while you're speaking of I that, go ahead, I'm sorry, keep going. I think it's like a gene passed down. A gene passed down, okay. Now, your son's Doughboy, right? He's the, one of the characters in your show? Yes, sir. Doughboy's a great kid. Now, he had a wreck with his uh, Chevy 2 there a while back, right? So what exactly happened there? What went wrong? You know, we're just speculating. We think, you know, Doughboy's green. And one thing about a street, you've got to have some common sense. 
I don't care how much money you got, how many sponsors you got, I don't care how fancy you are, in that street, you will die if you don't got good sense. And Doughboy's racing. He never had been first off the trailer. You know, that's always the danger zone, the first two or three cars. You uh-huh. really have to be experienced. And that night we happened to let him go first. And I just had that feeling, man, son, be careful. This is your first time. You know, I gave him a speech before it happened. You know, who does that? And he takes off down there, and he wins the race. And he keeps on going, 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 going. And I, then I turn around and said, what are you doing? I'm talking to myself. Oh, boy, are you running a quarter of a mile or what, fool? <laughs> and about that time, I see him down there, and the car starts flipping. He has boot, his cowboy boot, had got lodged down on the, on the accelerator between the floorboard. Oh, and he goes to pull it, and his foot slips out of his boot. The car's going wide open. And I would say he looked down and, and trying to get his boot. When he did, the car got crazy. He should have reached up and turned the power off. I, just, I know that. You know, but when you're doing 120 or 30 miles per hour, you're green, your adrenaline's going. You know, it just didn't work out like that. Now, your street race, how, how, uh, how's it roped off? You're not really doing a 1320. You're doing a 1,000 feet or, or eighth mile, or what are you racing? 660. We race a 660 foot okay. on a real street, and we don't prep. We don't take a street and prep it and make it like a track. We do water burnout only, arm drop, chase is a race. Okay. So now, how do you pick your uh, your tracks? And is most of the events they take place at night? And how do you set them up? You know, the street racing world is a completely underground world, as of anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, every street racer, you can go to New York City and say, J.J. the boss, if they're a real street racer, they're going to know me. You can go to California, you know, anywhere, and it's a little close-knit world, underground world. And, you know, everybody stays in touch with everybody, and you'll just pick a spot. And if you don't know where the spot is, then you probably don't need to know where the spot is. That's <laughs> only how the underground world looks at it. Okay, you know? right. Tell us go ahead. I do have two different styles. I, I, I do it two different styles myself personally. I try to pull off some street racing that my family, because my mother loves to come watch me, and the, uh, you know my family. I do it in an area where the family can watch, and then I do it on an underground style too. That's a little more grittier. Okay. So for the purposes of the TV show, where is that? That's probably the more common place that you would, and it's more staged and set up as opposed to like uh, on a need to know basis. No, sir. No? Uh, the deal I made with Discovery, you know, they tried to get me to go other places. I said, hey, I'm not going and doing it nobody's way. I'll do it my way like I want to do it. I'm the boss. I'm going to do it real like I've always known. Hey, if y'all want to bring your cameras, come along for the ride and, and record it, put it on the TV, that's on y'all. You know, y'all not going to tell me how to do it. I'm going to do it my way, and it's going to be real. And that's what I've been doing. They've honored their word. And I don't tell them people what to put on the show. They put what they want to put on, but they don't tell me nothing and none of us nothing. We make real bets. You know, if you disrespect a man, you got to live up to that. You better put your fist up. If you talk about a man's wife or you speak out of line, it's as real as it gets when you come across there. If you bet $50, you owe $50. Interesting. Tell us a little bit about your car. I love cars, all cars, sir. <laughs> you know, I drive old heavy. It's a 49 Chevrolet pickup. Got a big block in it, you know. I also own Zip Tie. It's a 66 Chevy 2 Nova. Got a little small block in it. That's the one Precious drives, queen of the streets. I also own the Hafer. It's a 67 Chevy 2 Nova. 
And then I owned Doughboy's car, which is my son's. It's a 62 Impala. And then I got a 69 Chevelle. I got a ton of old cars, but I ain't got no money, really. But I'm happy. <laughs> I spent my retirement probably three times. So you're like the rest of us that are car fanatics. You're car rich or car poor, rather. And, uh, you know, it's a week-to-week gig, you know. So... You know, I spend my light bill money or spend money that I should not spend. You know, I don't got no savings, you know, but if I die tomorrow, you're going to say one thing. Hey, J.J., he was enjoying himself and doing what he loved. So, like, when you – so we see the street race, racing side of you. So what's, uh, like, your what's your day-to-day job? What's your regular occupation? What do you do? I work on cars. Okay. Cars, cars, cars. Cars, cars, cars. <laughs> I, live okay. and, I live and breathe cars. Okay, so you have a shop there, then basically, and you do a lot of the stuff on. Uh, I mean, when you work on cars, are you working just doing stock stuff, or are you doing mostly modified stuff for for uh, other street racers? You know, I do it all. I paint the cars. I try to, you know, if I buy an old, I, I like to deal in old muscle cars. That's what I deal in mostly. You know, if I can buy an old '68 Camaro and put a little paint job on it, me and Doughboy, then I can sell it. And, you know, make me a few little dollars. I do it. You know, if I can buy it, I try to mess with the older stuff that I know something about. You know, this technology's went off and left me. I still got a flip phone talking to you right now on a flip phone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I try to mess with old stuff that I enjoy and that I like. And uh, I don't live expensive. I don't got no champagne taste or nothing. You know, I live a normal life. It don't take a whole lot. Okay. Well, now tell us about the car a little bit because, you know, if you're running up there with, uh, you know, so in, in the 660, so how how quick are your cars? I mean, and, and what kind of speeds and what kind of horsepower are you putting out? You know, roughly on a real street, it's not how fast you go. It's how quick you can get there to the other end. Okay. You know, and with that being said, uh, we normally anywhere from 800 to 1,200 horsepower in these cars. Uh, they're real cars. You know, we, uh, you know, we run big blocks, 456 gears. We run the... the the Rossler glides in them if we can if we can afford them, and we run the you know two speed glides, uh, big block Chevrolet with aluminum heads, aluminum high rise, and a full barrel, and some nitrous. So basically, it sounds like you know compared to let's say like the 405, you know where they got uh, millions of dollars in their cars, you guys are kind of like a little bit more on the honest uh, old street racers, kind of like you know running normally aspirated and 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 nitrous is as far as you go. Yeah, you know our cars. You know, you know that you can't go to the contract to the tracks, and you couldn't compete with none of them. You know what I'm saying, of course, if I wanted to and I would allow them, I have a million people calling me every day wanting to sponsor me. Uh-huh. You know, I could have a damn jet car if I wanted. It. I don't want it. You know, I want every car that I got. It means something to me. I work on that car. I fix that car. That car's mine. I don't belong to nobody. It's not gave to me. It's not, you know. And we're doing this because we love it, and we enjoy it. Okay, good. So the, basically, like when you're talking about your car, like your how's your your truck set up, for example? So you got basically a big block in there, and uh, you're just running uh, a set of aluminum heads, and you probably got what kind of compression ratio are you running? Like 12, 13, 14 to one compression. You're running racing fuel in these cars. Uh, you're running big block carburetors with, uh, are you, but so nobody's running a blower or anything like that. Nobody's. Uh, you just basically normally aspirated with nitrous, and that pretty much how you're doing it. You know, in old heavy, I got a 396. I got pop-up pistons. I got a three-quarter race cam. I got a dual line Holly. You know that thing? It'll run pretty good. And then in the in the in the zip tie, I got a 327 with some camel hump heads, 375 horse. 
uh, had an old Brock on that thing. We took it off and tried to we, we tried to carter. It didn't work out right. You know what I'm saying? So now we put the we got us a Gary Williams Holly put on it. It's been doing good. You know, as long as it's a real street, you don't have to have a million dollars. You can compete against the big time people if it's on a real street because a real street is only going to allow you to go so fast. If you got common sense, you know it's an equalizer. Okay, no, that's uh, that, that's uh, that's that's fair and square. I mean, it's exactly uh, kind of like what I understand. That's old school street racing is what you're doing basically, and uh, and yes, just sir. like you said, you can't prep a street like you do a track, you know. You know, you can take anything if you wanted to. You could go out in the middle of a muddy field and work on it enough, and you can make it where that muddy field is a racetrack. Then it then it's then it's whoever's got the biggest bank. You know, if Donald Trump starts backing J.J. the boss, guess what? J.J. the boss can go to the track and be the fastest in the world. He got the most money. But in the street, guess what? Donald Trump is just as equal as anybody. You know, he can have $10 million, and if he don't got good common sense, the car is going to spin out. It's going to go sideways. He gonna, he's going to lose control, and some little old guy that works at the factory is going to go right on down through there and go A to B. <laughs> what kind of gears are you running in your car, and how tall are your tires? Uh, we consider a small tire a 29 and a half by 10 and a half. Oh. They small tire runs small tire. On the big tire, you know, just whatever you can get up under. Me personally, I like the Eagle STs. They do good with a set of SS Krager mags. You ever had any of them? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So you're running street tires, groove tires, you're not even running slicks? Well, we run slicks. No, we do run slicks sometimes. You know, uh, a lot of, you know, we run like, uh, Zip Tie's got a Dana 60 rear end under it. Okay. It's got a Dana 60. We welded it up, made it positive traction. And now the Heifer and Old Heavy, they got a 9-inch Ford in them. Okay. Uh, we normally we normally run anywhere from a 373 to a 4, 456 gear. Dang, I swear, I, I'm thinking you should be running like, you know, 514s and 567s and stuff like that. So you're only running, that's what we used to run back in the day on the street. Hell, I ran 514s on my car back in the 70s. Right, what do you do if you pull up and you're at the spot street racing and the cops come rolling up and you got a real low gear and your car gets hot, you're caught. You're caught. You ain't going anywhere. No, you're going 45 <laughs> miles an hour and they got you. <laughs> they got you. You know, and I tell you what we might do. We might run from overhead pass to overhead pass. Y'all never done that? No. You know, where you go out on the interstate and you start off at the first overhead pass and you race to the next one. Well, where we're at down here, we're kind of like in the real small county and it's kind of like, you know, uh, I mean, we used to, there were some country roads before everything got developed. And then uh, we had a right. causeway. We used to go street race on that. And what we would do is we would set decoys out to go one way. That would get everybody, you know, so the cops would follow those guys because they'd be running their mouth yeah. all the time. And then we'd set up another race someplace else where maybe 10, 15 guys showed up, just the serious guys. And the other 40, 50 yeah, guys sir. were standing around waiting for us to show up. We never did. So. Exactly, exactly. We do the same. You know, we have jiggers. We'll have somebody jigging for us. We'll, if we're going to be racing down the road, we'll put someone out, you know, three or four miles out on the other end and another three or four miles on the other end, and they'll call us if they see the cops coming, you know. Well, what we try to do in Memphis is we got a neutral respect with the cops. You know, not, sure as I say this, I'll be in jail tomorrow. <laughs> but normally, you know, just knocking on wood, normally, you know, if the cops roll up and they hit the blue lights, we just put our cars on trailers or we drive off. If we can just the ones that wants to drive, you know, we get in our old hot rods and we roll out. We don't cause no problems. And normally they don't mess with us. We don't mess with them too much. 
Okay, that's cool. I mean, you really don't have too many mishaps, do you? I mean, like you said, it's pretty controlled, and if everybody uses common sense, it's not like you're going to be crashing and killing each other all the time either, right? Man, last Friday night, some people came down from Sweden, was there, and they asked me, hey, can we come see? I said, hey, come. I said, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a real street race. You'll always see people drinking on the side over there. You'll always see a man smoking a cigarette. You'll always see anything. I don't, don't, don't hold me accountable for it, but if you want to come, you're welcome. And, man, these people came down from Sweden, and there was people there with kids and everything. And we was all out there racing, probably three or 400 of us. And those people, they was just amazed how we'd done that. They thought that was the coolest thing ever. Well, well, I'm I'm actually watching the video right now, and there's a uh, on one of the on the on one of the websites here, and it's, it's showing a lot of your a lot of your street racing and stuff that you're doing. And the thing I like about your show is your cars are real cars, and just like you said, they're normally aspirated cars. They're not wild and crazy. There's stuff that that it's kind of like I would call affordable street racing. Do you follow what I'm saying here? Right. It's not like it's you know like the you know. The, the other shows they got you know who who's got fifty sixty grand for a motor. Right. You know, you'll see our cars. You won't see no bunch of stickers on them because we don't have sponsors. Mm-hmm. You know, we won't allow them. They, they, could, they, they try to sponsor us, but we don't go for it. You know, you won't see all the big fancy stickers. You won't see all the big crazy stuff. But the, the difference to us is that car really means something to us. It's not, you know, that car, there's a story to it, to it with that car. It has some, some really meaning, you know, versus it's not a, just a, a commodity that you're selling. Mm-hmm. Now, how far do you travel when you do some of your street races? I mean, do you stay just in the Memphis area, or do you actually go outside of your area? Man, this year we went to Las Vegas. We went to New Mexico. We went to Phoenix, Arizona. We went to Ohio. We went to Kentucky. You know, I'm thinking this year we're wanting to go to New York. We're going to work our way to Florida. We're coming, you know, here in the next three weeks, I'll be at uh, Cottonwood, Alabama, racing. Where in Florida are you guys going to come? You know, we, we haven't got a, compl- uh, a solid spot locked down. That's what we're working on. You know, I'm, I'm anxious to come there, you know. Okay. Well, definitely uh, let me know because uh, that's where I'm at. I'm in the Tampa Bay area here. So if you're going to be doing some yes, street sir. racing, I'd like to know, and then I can do a little PR for you guys. Most definitely. Sounds great. You know, I'd be more than glad to get in touch with you. Super. Well, now tell us a little bit about some of the other cars that uh, in, in in your group there. You know, like right now I'm watching. You know, there's a five O Mustang and it's going up against a Chevy too. Is that a Ford powered Mustang or has that got a Chevy under the hood? Oh, uh, you talking about Mustang Mike Red? Uh, no, this is a like a, a black Fox body coupe, like a seventy eight, a seventy nine, eighty, eighty one body style. I don't know whose car that is. I mean, just I don't. It might have been one of somebody else that you were running against, or somebody on one of the other shows. But I've just I've got it kind of cycling here, so I'm kind of watching this as we're as we're talking you know, here. The real the the real Memphis Street Outlaws are, you know, of course me, JJ the Boss, mm-hmm. Trisha Day, uh, Precious Cooper, Don Jingridge, Dennis Bailey, Brian Britt, Jeffrey James, Lee Roberts, Jason Carpenter, Anthony Smith. Uh, sure as I say, I'm at least Kenneth Gully. You know, they are the ones that, that, that ride with me at all costs. And, you know, they have real cars and they're the one that believes in it with me, you know, and each one of our cars, you know, they have sentimental value to us. They mean a lot to us. You know, it's not just a car. Like you couldn't come up and, you know, I, Hey, if you pay me enough money, I'll go dig a ditch for you today. I'm not going to do anything unmoral, but I'll work. I'm a man, but you can't buy my car. And it's the same thing with my cars, you know, with the guys in my group. You know, 
when Hollywood got on to me and wanted me to do this, they tried to pay me big money to go do it with different groups. I wouldn't have no part of it. Then finally I said, hey, you know, I'll do it, but I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it the way I remember, the way it means something to me. And I'm going to do it with people that I love to be around and I enjoy. And the main guy, you know, the producer, he says, hey, Sam Corkus, he says, do it your way, J.J., let's do it. I said, get your camera and follow me. So that's what we've done. I go back home and I get my guys that I grew up with, that we hunt, fish together, work on cars together. And all of them, my guys that's with me, Hollywood didn't put us together. Those are guys that I actually went to school, rode the school bus with, you know, grew up with, and they really love me. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to be street racing, you know, with or without, no matter what. We're gonna, you're going to see us street racing. That's what we believe in and it's what we love. Just out of curiosity, like, what's the average, like, the, the average cost of doing an engine and stuff like that? I mean, did you, do you do a lot of that stuff? Do you send the machine work out, have that stuff, or do you do, you do how much of it do you do in-house? We do everything we can just about because we don't have the money to pay for the crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We try to do everything we can in-house. That way, you know, you can, and in, 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 in my group, each ones are, are different. Like Anthony Smith, he's my personal friend. He's a real good mechanic. You know, he can about do anything. Jason Carpenter's a good mechanic. Jeffrey James is a good mechanic. Brian, you know, and also on. We try to do it all ourselves. Right now, as we speak, I got the motor out of old heavy. It broke a valve spring, and it messed up the head a little bit. You know, we're going to weld that head. Hey, it might not be perfect or professionally done, but it's mine. I own it, and we're going to fix that and put that motor back in tonight after we got off work. How many street races do you guys do? I mean, is it like a once-a-week thing? Is it uh, two, three times a month? How often do you street race? We wish we'd done it every day, but we can't afford to do it every day. <laughs> you know, normally we all get together on Thursday nights, Friday nights, and Saturday nights are our big nights. Okay. And we try to go to church on Sunday. All right. Well, that's cool. Well, we got a few minutes left yet. Um, so, like, where do you – how long – the, the show's been on – you just started airing now again here in October, right? So how many shows do you guys do per season? You know, uh, I don't know really how Discovery controls all that. You know, the deal I made with them was, hey, if you want to come watch me, film me, bring your camera. I'm going to show you how street racing is legit the real way. You know, then what they do with the tapes, they take it up there and, and they working on that end. I really don't you know, <laughs> know how they do all that. I don't even try to – figure it out i'd be lost i'd be lying if i told you okay how about cars you gonna add any more cars to your uh to your group of cars that you're uh to your to your to your team so to speak you know unless someone has an accident and 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 and, and we pray that that don't happen you know you won't see too many strange faces you know we keep a real real close knit of people that we growed up with you know and if a stranger was to try to come in, you know, he'd have to come in. He'd have to be married in before we'd even allow him to come in. We don't have any strangers. Like, everybody that's with me, I've known them for, for over 10, 20 years. Okay. So do a lot of people from outside your area come and challenge you then? I mean, yes, I'm watching sir. this one video, Man. and there's a guy with a modified MGA there. He's, it's all caged and everything like that. There, these people come from all over parts of the world. You would just be amazed of where all they come from australia there was people here two weeks ago from australia they come from the uk we've raced people from texas we race them from new york they came and raced us philly we've raced them from uh virginia 
uh, we raced from, and we went, we go all over. You know, with me, I enjoy traveling. I enjoy meeting different people. You know, it's it, anybody can be tough on their own road, but I like the challenge to take my group and go to different places, see if I can win on somebody else's road. I feel like I've done something if I do that. Wow. Sounds like you guys have a lot of fun. JJ, we're up against the clock right now, but I want to thank you very much for coming on our radio show this evening. I wish you guys the best of luck. You know, one of these days I'll, I'll put together a fast forward because I'm a Ford guy, so I'll have to run down your Chevrolet a little <laughs> bit. But uh, anyway, if you do get to Florida, definitely get the, uh, give me a call and uh, we'll hook up and uh, I'd love to watch you guys race sometime. For sure. You're always welcome. Hey, and just a little quick inside. You know how to make them Fords fast, don't you? Uh, I, I know where you're going with this, but go ahead. <laughs> Buy Chevy, oh, right? Even say. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? All right, man. We'll see y'all. We enjoyed talking to y'all. God bless y'all. All right. Take care. Thanks a lot. I want to thank my very special guest, JJ DeBoss from the Memphis Street Outlaws. That's who we had this evening on our show. And again, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget, every Tuesday night here on the Tantalk Radio Network, you can listen to some pretty cool car stuff. we got an amazing group of people that come on here from time to time. Some celebrities, the average car guy, street racers. Just what a cross-section. Car show guys, uh, just, uh, you know, just it's a, it's a family, you know. Car people are a family. And uh, so uh, don't forget to check out FloridaCarShows.com. You can find out where all the car shows are that are taking place here in the uh, state of Florida. From north, south, east, west. Moultrie is this weekend. HSR is next weekend. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, check out some of our sponsors, the Rib Shack Barbecue. And here's what we're going to be doing here soon. We're going to be doing a Monday night get-together. It's called Ribs and Rides, okay? So keep your ears and eyes open for that. Ribs and Rides at the Rib Shack Barbecue at 426. Yeah, that's 426. That's in 426 Hemi. West Bay Drive. I think we're going to do this between 5 and 8 because they're open until 8 o'clock on uh, Monday nights, Monday through Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're open until 10. Hey, in the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. Downtown Day. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. It broadcast me out on the radio. <laughs>